0: You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey, everyone. This is Mike. Uh, the Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. All right. And tonight, uh, we've got uh, Jim Johnson. Hello, everybody. And Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. Guys, we won a football game, huh? woo How'd that feel for you, Jim?
1: Ah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, The only downside about it is that whole draft thing, but uh, any time you have an opportunity to beat the Jets, you go ahead and beat them.
0: They got to, right?
1: Yep. It's just, you know, there's no other choice.
0: So the team's been busy. Uh, They made some moves the last couple of days, and uh, they signed a running back, uh, Delance Turner. They signed a defensive back, Marcus Sherrills. They let go of uh, Robert Kemdichi and today they signed uh, wide receiver Gary Jennings, who was Seattle's fourth-round pick this year. Uh, he's a player they had invited to work out for them pre-draft. They know who he is, and they know a little bit about him. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Now, I'm sure these these moves. I really believe are. are more designed towards special teams than anything else, and uh, you know, emergency break glass type players. Uh, you know, if we have more injuries, but I don't think any of those are going to be significant moves. Uh, they also decided to uh, uh, not activate uh, Cordrea Tankersley, so uh, he'll he'll be done for this year, and uh, we'll see him back next year if things work out that way. So, guys, we decided to uh, do a couple of things today. We were going to uh, talk about our midseason awards. Uh, we're going to go ahead and preview the uh, Colt game. If we have time, we'll uh, talk about uh, that article that came out yesterday that uh, involved the Dolphins possibly realigning to the AFC South. So let's go ahead and start with the uh, midseason awards. We're going to name an MVP, uh, an Offensive Player of the Year, a Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, And then I've got another question that I'm going to ask that the guys have no idea that it's coming. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah, you know, sometimes things are better when they're off the cuff. There you go. Okay. Lewis, who is your MVP?
2: MVP. One in 17. We've got an MVP, do we? We do. (laughs) You know, I'd have to say Fitzpatrick only because... I think he's had the most impact on the team. And I'm not talking about just on the football field. I'm talking about in the locker room as well. I think he brings a lot to the table in regard to that. And, uh, you know, his performance, even though he's had a few bad games early on in the season, of late, you know, he sort of stands out. You know, when I look at the defense, um, I think there's been quite a few underachievers, more so than an MVP type guy. Um, on the offensive side, you know, Preston Williams and Devontae Parker have had very, very solid years. But um, you know, I, I'd have to say Fitzpatrick. You know, his numbers over the last few games have been really good, and uh, you know, he's he's keeping us in football games, and it, you know, he's he's creating and making plays, and he's making everybody around him better. So that's who I'm going with.
0: You well, know, I also went with Fitzpatrick for all the reasons that you mentioned. Wow! What about you, Jim? Man, I was thinking I'd be
1: the only one picking Fitzpatrick, and uh, I'm with you guys. You know, there's not a lot of standouts, and uh, like Louis well, said. I, I think there is
0: some standouts, but not when you're talking about MVP. I think right. he has to be the MVP.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see anybody else that's like, uh, you know, that big of a cog in this wheel going forward right now.
0: Agreed. Wow. All right, so we're hey, we're all on the same page. Now now it may get a little tougher. Uh offensive player of the year. <laughs>
2: it's it's right back to Fitzpatrick, Mike. I mean, you know, it that's that's who that's who I'm going with right now. Um again, you know, for all the reasons I just spoke of.
1: Well, I picked uh Devontae Parker. The reason is he's been our underachiever for a number of years, and he's really played consistently well all year and you take him away that makes it harder for everybody else. So I'm going with Devontae Parker for this offensive player of the year. Believe
0: it or not I did the same thing. Oh man. It was going to be either him or Preston Williams but uh, I just thought Parker deserved the nod for the reason that you mentioned. We've kind of been on his case for four years. I thought he deserved a, deserved a shout-out. Yep. And uh, I see noticeable improvement in his game, and he stayed healthy. So, you know, for those reasons, I chose him. Really, there's not a lot to choose from on the offensive side once you get past Fitzpatrick. Right. Yep, I agree with you. Lewis, you went with Fitzpatrick, right?
2: that's correct did you forget already mike we just it, discussed no, i'm this. thinking about it and, I, and i'm
0: I, I just wanted to know if we swayed your swayed your opinion no no. no 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 you didn't okay.
2: sway me i mean they're both having you know both preston williams and parker are having solid years and if i had to choose between the two i would go with you guys as well parker has four touchdown catches uh yep. preston had his first two last last week. So, you know, Parker, they've both been pretty much, you know, on par with each other in regard to the amount of catches and, you know, the um, the amount of yards they're getting per game. But uh, Parker's been in the end zone more. So you got to kind of give him a little bit of, bit of the edge. But I think Fitzpatrick is hands down, you know, he's been the best offensive player on our football team. So, yeah, I'm going with Fitzpatrick.
0: Jim, who's your defensive player of the year?
1: This was kind of a, a toss up for me. I ended up going with Devin Godchow. He's been kinda under the radar, but doing his job very well. He's soaking up offensive linemen and uh, you know, creating some pressure here or there and, and making some run stops. So I thought about uh, Wilkins, but he's had a couple of bonehead plays and got ejected out of a game. I thought about Raekwon McMillan who's been playing well. Uh, Vince Beagle as well, but uh, I got to give it to Godshaw right now. He's he's been our one of our anchors in the middle of that line. And what about you, Lewis?
2: I'm shocked that I'm saying this, but McMillan is my uh-huh. defensive player of the year. Yeah, he's to mine too. Point. Is yep. he really, yep. Mike? He yep. is. you know, and and honestly, I am shocked that I am saying this, but he has been probably our most consistent defensive player. Through these first eight games, I when he's on that. the football field, he's doing extremely well. He's doing his job. That's why I gave him the edge. So he I looks with, with like McCoy. a
0: completely different player than we saw last year. He does, not, not only in a, like, in a reduced role, but right. yeah, not
2: only last year, Mike, but in the preseason, he didn't, yeah. he didn't, you know, he didn't turn any heads either. So, like I said, to me, it, it's a shock that I'm. I'm mentioning him in this situation, but as I said, I think he's been our most consistent defensive player, game in and game out.
0: For Rookie of the Year, I took Williams. I'm going to guess that you guys both did as well. Am I wrong? You are not wrong.
1: Nope, you're not wrong at all.
0: I yeah.
2: mean, it's, he's hands down. I, I, think.
0: Figured, I figured so. I didn't think you guys would be any different. All right. Yeah. Here is my surprise question. Okay. What has been the biggest surprise?
2: Um, I would go with Gasicki. He's been a very pleasant surprise. Matt he's Hawk come on, is like, going to be
0: doing cartwheels.
2: Is that right? Yes. Well, who is Matt Hawk? Is he one of our he uh, is members? The-
1: <laughs> That's a little burn for you, Matt. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I've
2: seen the name he, he posts he, on the-
0: uh, His son goes to Penn State and he's probably right? the biggest Penn State fan on the on the, uh, page.
2: Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Well- As I said, I think he's been the biggest surprise for me because coming into the year, uh, you know, McMillan is obviously not far behind him. But I think, you know, McMillan, we felt that if he was put in the right situation, he'd probably be adequate. Gasecki of late is just showing some really, really good things. I mean, he's 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 making plays.
0: He looks faster. He looks stronger, and he looks more confident.
2: And and he's shown good hands. He's making he's making some really nice catches. Um, you know, Preston Williams coming into the year, I can't say I expected him to do as well as he has, but we somewhat saw in him during the preseason yeah. what he was capable of doing from Gasecki even in the preseason, you're looking at this guy like, wow, he's still not doing anything. So to me, he's been my biggest surprise and I, I, I'm thrilled, you know, now going forward, you know, with the Preston Williams injury, uh, he's the guy I'm looking at now because, I mean, it really hurt me, you know, that injury, you know, that was. Crushing, Will- crushing, Oh, absolutely. He was a guy that I truly looked forward to seeing develop and, you know, turn into the player that he was becoming and, you know, Kasecki was right behind him, you know, in regard to, you know, my way of thinking. Now, you know, all eyes are on him. You know, he's one of the key guys going forward that we got to hope over the next, you know, the second half of the season continues continues to produce. And we go in the next year saying, you know what, we got a really solid tight end. It's not a position that we have to address in regard to the passing game.
1: Right. My biggest surprise player is is Parker you know it's been so many years he's been disappointing us and this year he's getting it done he's he's played in every game and uh, he appears to be healthy and he acts like he wants it out there and that's a, that's a big surprise for me you guys mentioned Gazeki and he is looking better but damn, he should be looking better. He was a you know a pretty high draft pick a couple of years ago. So uh, it shouldn't be that surprising. But uh, anyway, I go with Parker for the biggest surprise player.
0: I'll tell you, there's a lot of surprises. Yeah. There's a lot of surprises. I really expected Grant to be playing better than he has been. Right. Yep. Uh, so that's surprising in a disappointing way. True. Right. You know, Jerome
1: me. Baker is a bit of a disappointment yeah, for me. I'm
0: not going there with him. I, yep. I, I'm being patient with him.
2: Yep. He's played better of late. I think so, too. Yeah. And Albert Wilson, Mike, is another one, but go yeah, ahead. But, you know. but
0: Yeah, but he's been hurt, you know, so, you know, and he had a pretty significant injury, so it may take him a while. And, you know, I think he's fighting for his life here, so we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the guy I picked was Taco Troll. Okay. Because they signed him, and I don't think anybody expected much of anything from him, and I think he's been pretty productive. Uh He's, you know, got the four sacks and uh, – He's really been the only pass rush we've had other than uh,
2: Beagle. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he leads the team in sacks, and I think well, you said he had four. I don't think anybody else on the team has more than two.
1: Right. right. And he's got that forced fumble as well.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. I don't
1: is... think
0: we expected that from him, so he's, he's my surprise. Me. But there's 10 guys you can go with here. Well, yeah. he
2: came right in, Mike, and took snaps away from whoever was here. So Charles. Exactly. Harris. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Harris and you know there's who else who else was playing on the opposite end cuz I know Harris usually plays right end I think Moss. Taco's playing left end. Yeah. I mean it, it, he is a good he is a big surprise no question. He's played better than what we expected.
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and uh, travel to Indianapolis. Is Lewis, that what what does their offense <laughs> look like? Well,
2: Mike, that that's that, that is a big question. And, uh, you know, coming into this week, we just don't know what their offense is going to look like because we just don't know who their quarterback is going to be at this point. I don't know if you guys heard anything about uh, Brissett. Did he practice today? I don't believe he did. He, he did practice. He did. OK, so he they're swaying more toward if he's practicing, then he's going to be playing, which.
0: It may have been a limited practice, but yeah. I think they're leaning towards playing them. I honestly do.
2: Yeah. If he was on the field on a Wednesday, Mike, then then he's playing. So that uh, basically puts us in a little bit worse situation than what we would have had in you know with Hoyer quarterbacking. Uh because Brissett is doing an outstanding job. I mean, coming into this year, I don't think anybody expected him to fill in as well as he has for Andrew Luck once he decided to retire. Uh, He's thrown three interceptions all year. He's thrown 14 touchdown passes. He's completing about 65% of his passes. So he's doing everything right. He's not turning the ball over. He's not a... uh, He's not a runner so to speak he's been sacked 12 times so far this year so you can get to him he's well, that's not, a not big, a ter-
0: that's not a terrible amount in eight games
2: no it, it really isn't but you know I, I was surprised because I thought he was a little bit more of a runner you know when I looked up his numbers and stuff and he's not he's staying in the pocket and he's making plays and uh, you know his touchdown to interception ratio is is phenomenal I mean three picks all year. The interesting thing about this Colt team before we get on to some of the other players is that they just don't turn the ball over. As I mentioned, brissett he's thrown three interceptions all year. This team has put the football on the ground in regard to fumbles three times. They've turned the ball over six times all year through eight games. That that's a that's a pretty good number. That's, that's a less good than, number. that's yes, that's less than one turnover per game. So You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna get this team to turn the ball over. What they don't have is T.Y. Hilton. That is a major, major loss for them. He'll be out, and uh, past him, you know, Zach Pascal's come on lately he's had four touchdowns this season he's probably their best receiver but by no means is he anything even close to what a ty hilton brings to the table for that football team so they you know they're back at you know it's it's kind of similar to our situation with losing preston williams you know they, they we lost a key guy well they they've got a major major guy out um where I think we're going to get hurt by this team, especially with Brissett quarterbacking, and we're assuming he's going to be in at this point, is the tight end position. Uh, they've got two really good tight ends. They've got Eric Ebram, They've got Jack Doyle. Combined, they have five touchdowns this year. I think you're going to see a lot of double tight end sets against us, and I think that they're going to eat us up alive with those two guys because they are probably their two best receivers going into this Sunday without T.Y. Hilton on the football field. They also have the running back Hines, who's really, really good out of the backfield. Marlon Mack is an excellent running back, but I honestly feel that we'll be able to contain him. We've done a pretty solid job for the most part with running backs of, of late. You know, Max got almost 700 yards rushing already. And here's another guy. He does not fumble the football, he has no fumbles. He's averaging almost four and a half yards a carry, and he's got three touchdowns this year. So that basically sums it up for them.
0: Well, let me say this about their offense, Lou. A couple of things. Uh, yep. You know, their offensive line is probably either the best in the league or the second best in the league. I know a lot of people think of Dallas as having the best line, but theirs is as good.
2: They're playing great.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, they they've got some num- some high draft picks on that line now. Yes, they sure. do. It's
0: it's not that same Colts line that no. with that Andrew Luck was getting crushed behind.
1: And yeah, isn't should... it
2: amazing in 2 years, you know, where they've come from? I mean, Luck was just getting annihilated 2 years ago and now look at where they are. You yeah. know, we're we're talking about them being one of the best offensive lines
0: in football. Now they average a uh, hundred and twenty-nine rushing yards a game. Yep, right. So it might be <laughs> a way they decide to attack us. We'll see, especially if Warriors playing.
2: Yeah, no doubt. They're definitely going to try to attack us, but I honestly feel that we'll be okay in regard to that. I think where we're going to get hurt is, and I know our, I, I, I'm thinking that. We're going to go into this game assuming that they're going to try and run the football on us. And they're going to have a lot of guys up front and guys shooting the gaps. And I truly believe they're going to try and stop the run. Where we're going to get hurt is tight ends going over the top of that situation. Because these guys can both, especially Ebron, he can get down the field. And I think that that's where we're going to get hurt. Looking at it, I think we're going to do an okay job against them when they try to run the football. Mac's a very, very solid running back, but you know he he's not he's not a Barkley type. He's not a Zeke Elliott type. He's very, very good, but he's not elite. Right. And I think that we'll be able to do a fair job against them. Where I think we're going to struggle is is covering these tight ends and the and the running back Hines and maybe even Mac out of the backfield. I think that's where we're going to struggle, and I think that's where they're going to be able to be productive.
0: And how do you see their defense, Jim? This is going to
1: be another struggle for us to score points. But we did face the Jets last week, and we did quite a bit better than I expected them to do. Uh, The Colts' defense is similar in ways to the Jets' defense. Their defensive line is very good. They've got Justin Houston, who's got six sacks, and he's going to test Whoever they have at tackle, the Dolphins are going to have to game plan for Justin Houston, because he'll ruin you if you don't. So you're going to have to get Smythe in the game to help with Houston. Uh, Neither one of our tackles are going to be able to win one-on-one matchups with Houston, so you're going to have to account for that. From there, you know, their other DE, uh, Jabal Sheard, is playing pretty well. Uh, Their linebackers, Darius Leonard and Anthony Walker, are playing pretty solid ball. Uh, There's not going to be some of the weak links that we had Uh, against the Jets but after saying that you know their cornerbacks you know and safeties are not the greatest you know Kenny Moore is kind of struggling a bit Uh, Clayton Gathers is uh, their safety is their best safety really but he's not having a lot of success out there if it was me I would look at it Basically the same game plan primarily as you go into it with the Jets where you're going to want to try to run the ball, take advantage of Houston trying to come around the edge, you might be able to run right to the inside of him. The Colts do give up over 100 yards a game on the ground. I think it's 108 yards. They're the 15th ranked defense overall, and they're off their uh, excuse me, their run game defense and their passing game defense is both right at 15, 14 or 15. And they're giving up 230 yards in the air and that 108 on the ground. So, the thing we'll have to do is we're going to have to get Gazeki and uh, Hearns involved in the passing game as well as Parker, but it's going to have to be those. quick passes and then get uh, whatever running back you're going to use I'd like to see Laird or Gaskin get in there since since Walton is suspended now and Drake is gone but you've got to slow the pass rush down you know they've got 20 sacks and our offensive line is not good so we're going to have to do something to slow that so i would be trying to get wilson and grant involved maybe a screen you know the short slants something to to slow that rush but if we can have some success with that short and intermediate stuff which we should be able to do i think we can score some points against this defense um they're not the Buffalo Bills or New England Patriot defense. They are allowing teams to score points on them. But this is a team, this Colt team. Uh, they've, you know, they're five and three. Every game they've been in has been a one-score game. They're not scoring a lot of points. They're not giving up a lot of points. Uh, but I think if we kind of game plan the similar way as we did with the Jets, and if Fitzpatrick can avoid the rush and and extend a few plays, then, you know, we've got a pretty good chance to get some points on the board.
0: So they're they're pretty much an average defense is what you told me. Hey guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do do run a Facebook group. Uh, It's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, Let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week.
1: Well, yeah, they're average, but, you know, that's, you know, we're, we're like the 30, excuse me, the 29th scoring offense or something. So, you know... That average per se offense, uh, defense could stomp our you know weak offense. So you know they're solid. But they are susceptible, and, uh, you know, if you've got a Justin Houston that's coming around the edge, you got to try to beat that guy one way or the other, whether you're doubling him or you're running just just inside of him. You know, you can have some success against these star players. And well, I think uh, we
0: have to figure out a way to slow their pass rush because well, exactly. uh, if we don't, our offensive line is going to get somebody hurt.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's been the, the theme right along. Our offensive yeah. line is you know, it's a patchwork line. You know, they've they've had injuries, they've had, you know, street free agents and waiver wire guys brought in. So, you know, it's going to be a tall order, but if you can get your screen game working a little bit and some quick plays, then uh if you can slow them down,
0: then you can have some success. I mean, I know we predicted a win last week. I mean, all three of us did. Right. We're, we're one in seven. So, I think every game is gonna be a tall order. I mean no oh, yeah. matter who we're playing. I mean yeah. you know, maybe the exception of the Bengals we'll see about that when we get there. Who knows who else will be on <laughs> injured reserve by then? Yeah. But uh you know, so so my my thinking is, you know, how do you think is the best way to attack that defense? Do you do you think it's going to be through the air or on the ground?
1: The thing that I would go with is you've got you've got a change at running back and you've got Laird and you've you've got uh, Gaskins and and neither one of them have seen the field really at all this year uh but you're going to be forced into it because all we have now is Belage and uh you, we I think
0: Belage is going to be your starter right
1: well he would be the starter no question but he can't catch the ball uh literally can't <laughs> catch so uh, you're going to have to get Laird or or Gaskins or somebody else going and you know the Colts don't know anything about these players so You know, that's where I would mix in some of the Laird slash Gaskin and see if...
0: Maybe you bring in either one of those on third down.
1: Well, could be, could be. But like I say, you know, you've got to change it up. Now, you know, you know the rush is coming. Uh, You've either got to do, you know, we talked about this with the Jets game. You've either got to do some sort of screen, a rollout, a delay, a misdirection of some sort. Uh, If you can, if you can have a little bit of success then that, that opens up the rest of it. Now, I said earlier that, you know, we should be able to get some points on the board and we should be able to have some success. Should doesn't mean any of that's going to happen because I don't see us being able to win this game. I think their defense is going to outman our offense, you know, this Sunday, but uh – You know that's you're going to have to attack their middle linebacker is their weakest link. Um, Matthew Adams, um, Darius Leonard, their outside linebacker. He's playing very well, so it's it's not going to be easy. But if you can, if they can attack that middle linebacker either with a some sort of design run play or in the passing game across the middle, you know, just just in that area, then you know you could have some success. That's why. If we can get Gasecki that you guys are so high on recently, uh if he can if he can win some battles in that in the middle of the field there, then you know, if he can get some yards after the catch, then it makes everything so much easier.
0: Did you listen to our Monday show? I did. Oh, okay. So you heard our conversation about Gasicki.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not sure how I should pronounce his name because we had a discussion that we're not sure if we're going to pronounce his name correctly until he gets a touchdown. So right,
0: right. <laughs> well, we could be waiting a while. So I don't yeah, know, you know, maybe
2: maybe this is the week, I, Mike. I think what they're going to do is is you're uh-huh. going to you're going to see Grant and Wilson possibly lining up in the backfield, and you're going to see them going out into the flats and trying to catch some footballs. I really don't think that Gaskins or Laird. Are going to be ready for this. I think that that would be the smartest thing to do. I agree. And, with you. and I think that uh, they're going to have to throw the ball forty between forty somewhere between forty and fifty times to win this football game. That's the only way they're going to they're going to stay in this game because I don't see a running attack coming from this football game. And I think that they're going to have to get extremely creative. Maybe have some. You know some wide receiver sweeps. You know where the wide receiver comes around in the slot, or even from the other side, and you know they they attempt to run the ball that way, and then maybe throw some passes out of those type of formations. But uh, the offensive coordinator is going to have to get very very creative this week and over the next four weeks because I just don't see a running game coming from this team right now. I just don't see it.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be tough. Uh, I don't think uh, Belage is is proven to be a guy that is going to be that elusive
2: i don't know if any of these guys are are quite ready for any of that like like jim said you know Balage in the passing game is just you know it's it's Scary. a mistake yeah you it's, know it's... so line somebody else back there even if it is lord or gaskins and i'm sure they're going to get a few touches but i truly believe that they're going to have to go full throttle they're going to have to be extremely aggressive and, um, you know, open it up a little bit, you know, maybe four receiver sets with guys all over the place and just, you know, throw short passes so Try
0: and spread them out.
2: That's what, yeah, they're going to have to, I, they can't line up in a base offense and expect to move the football because they're not going to, there's a very sound football team. They don't make mistakes um, their defense is always in position. Their offense is the same way. I mean, they're very, very sound football team. Uh, they don't make a lot of mistakes. And, um, you know, we're going to have to approach them that way if we're going to stay in this football game or, right. or possibly win it.
0: Well, it sounds to me like if we turn the ball over, we're going to lose. Well, Yeah. yeah. As and them. I I'm 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 saying that because they don't.
2: They don't, exactly. And and we don't we don't get turnovers, Mike. So right. it's not a good formula this week. You know, um they don't give the ball up and we don't take the ball away. So, you know, we're we're gonna have to be extremely aggressive and we're gonna have to score points. There's no question.
0: All right. Well, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Uh you guys have predictions? You
1: won't you won't like it. <laughs> I might. <laughs> you won't like it. I got a bad feeling about this one. Um I'm going to say it's going to be 31 to 17 in favor of the Colts. Okay.
2: Well,
0: I already know why you say that. Okay. What about you, Lewis?
2: With TY Hilton in, I'd probably sway more towards Jim's score. Uh-huh. The score he just put out, but if you look at what they've done over the past few weeks, they played a Pittsburgh team that uh, you know, is okay. They lost to them. They played Denver uh, the week prior. They won 15-13 in that game. So, you know, I think we're going to stay in the game. I don't think we're going to win it, but I think it's going to be a lot closer. I think you're looking at maybe a 21-17 score, possibly 24-17.
0: So you think it's going to be a fairly close game? I think
2: it's going to be a one-score game. This team is, like, like I said, this team is extremely solid, but if Fitzpatrick... And our offense does not turn the ball over four or five times. You know, even if they turn it over once or twice, I think this is going to be a nip and tuck game. I don't think they're going to blow our doors off. I think the coaching staff's done a great job in regard to preparing the team week in and week out of late. And I think they're going to compete. I think it's going to be a, a solid football game for us. So we'll see. All right. What about you, Mike? Yeah,
0: what's your thoughts there, Mike? 28-17. Uh,
2: okay. Okay. So, you're right in between me and Jim.
0: Yep. All right. (laughs) Yesterday, there was an article written that uh, was talking about the Chargers potentially, hypothetically, being shipped out to uh, Europe, and at the same time, a realignment taking place that would put the Dolphins in the AFC South. What would you think of that? Well,
1: I don't... I I wouldn't agree with it, and... Although, you know, the thought of not having to play the Patriots twice a year is is kinda of comforting, but I don't like the idea of having one team in Europe because that's that's gonna be a big handicap for whichever teams are, are traveling back and forth. And no matter what they do with a realignment, you're still only gonna have one team in Europe. And it's it'd be a
0: big handicap in your mind if every team had to go there?
1: Well, not if every team had to go there, no, but I don't see that happening. This, you know, that's a lot of matchups. I suppose they could make well, it happen, but they could, would.
0: You could do it every other year. I mean, you know, yeah. they could, I mean, there's a lot of different ways they could do it, but if it's just one team and, uh, you know, are they going to have 33 teams? I don't know the math, you know what I mean?
1: Right, exactly.
0: But, uh, I mean, if everybody, let, let's say if they put them in one conference and everybody in that conference has to travel out there. Maybe they expand the games by a game or whatever it is they do. Would it? Would you be against it under a scenario like that?
1: I guess being old school like I am, i'd i'd be i'd be against it just point blank. Uh, I don't see any real reason for it other than the NFL wanting more money out of it somehow.
0: Well, that is the reason for it, right? It's the reason they do everything they do, right? What are your thoughts, Lewis?
2: I have no interest in even really discussing it, Mike. To be honest, which I don't. <laughs> I mean, right off the bat, I don't want to. I don't want to be in another division. I mean, we have division rivals here. You got the Jets, the Bills, and the Patriots. That's it. That's where. That's, al- that's, that's always w-
0: been my thoughts. That's where yeah. it
2: ends. I I don't even want to think about the fact that we're not in that division because the rivalries that have been built up among those four teams, you just throw out the window just like that. And I mean, you know, like Jim said to his point in regard to being old school. Well, I'm the same way. I don't want to see that change. I like the fact that we've had we've had these rival rivalries with these teams, and I don't want that to change. I don't want to go anywhere. It's it's just a it's a bunch of nonsense right now and we'll worry about it when the time comes and that's all I've got to say about that. I don't want us going anywhere, period.
0: All right. That's that's pretty clear. I will say this about rivalries though. I don't think they mean now what they meant twenty or thirty years ago. Just with free agency and the players moving around the way they move, that's taken away from rivalries, in my opinion.
2: Well, I still hate the Jets. I still yeah. hate the Patriots. Well, you do, right? But and the I still hate, hate the each bills. other like
0: they used to. That's my point. And exactly. I think
2: if if you go on Mike and post something in regard to that on our uh, Facebook page, I can guarantee you people people will tell you the same exact thing. They do not like those teams. Those those three teams I hate more than any other team teams You're in the NFL. To. Period. Exactly. You're and I, and yeah, I'm exactly. sure any Dolphin fan is going to tell you the same thing, Mike. So I, I I don't agree with you
0: on that comment. I just no no don't, no no. You, know. you, you 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 can't disagree with what I just said. There's no way you can disagree with it because yeah. I didn't say what you thought I said. Oh, okay. What I, thought, I said was the teams don't take the rivalries oh, the as teams. serious okay, as they the used to. Yeah
2: right. I, I I would agree with that. There's no question
1: about
0: it. I, okay.
1: I misunderstood you.
0: Absolutely.
1: You yeah. That there was an article about this, I think, before the Jets game and and uh, you know, our veterans per se, you know, there's all three of them, you know, Bobby McCain was trying to express yes, yes. express this whole rivalry thing with the Jets to the to the locker room
0: right. you know
1: you look at our roster you know 90% of them weren't even in the AFC East yeah, so they, they don't, don't
0: know a, they don't know a damn thing about a dolphin jet game they yeah. weren't around <laughs> and, yeah and,
1: <laughs> and half of you know and the other thing is most of them are only 22 23 24 years old they don't have any you know, they'd have to do a, a research on it to see what what happened way back in the day. So, yeah, right. which, they uh, McCain, which they don't, which they don't do.
0: Yeah, no, they, they don't. McCain not, was smart enough to realize that they're right. not
2: knowledgeable yeah. like the players were years ago. I mean, the players years ago knew the history of the NFL. They knew the players. These guys nowadays, ninety percent of them, don't even know who a guy was that played in the '80s or the '90s. They just don't.
0: Do you remember Hard Knocks back when Tannehill didn't know who was in the division? Right, yeah, exactly. I mean,
2: <laughs> my, but, Mike, that's just one example of many. Right. When right. you hear these guys talk, they don't even know who some of the legends of the game were. Right, right. You know, they, they, don't, they don't know the history. Now, I'm not speaking for all of them, but there's a, a really good majority that have no clue. They just right. go out. They play football, they, and that's it. They catch right. the football. They run the football in the end zone. They take pictures in the end zone.
0: They cash and, check,
2: and they cash check, and then yep. they buy big house. Right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. Cash check, get big house, shiny car. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Shiny car. Uh,
2: yeah, shiny jewelry that they wear on the football field, which is another ridiculous. I mean. It just, it just never ends. When, when is, when are they going to get it together? Honestly, I mean, do you see these guys wearing earrings and and all kinds of stuff on the football field? Have you guys seen this I oh, yeah. try. during I football try. games?
0: I, yeah, I, I'm immune to it.
2: It's crazy. It's just. You know, it's like they do. They just everybody just does whatever they want to do, and I mean, it just makes no sense to me whatsoever. I mean, how you're wearing jewelry on the football field to play a football game, so you can style while you're standing yep. on the sidelines. That's, that's a, uh-huh. it's a look
0: at me. It's a look at me generation. Yeah,
2: it's incredible. Um, anyway, uh, that's well, that's for an off season show, we're right? Sound, I, yeah, I know, we're it, man. Old,
0: so, yeah. We'll, we'll have uh, another
2: know. one of those. Uh, what do we hate about the NFL shows in the off season? Right. Yep. yep. There you go. We can address yeah, it all. Jot
0: that down. To remember. It'll bring <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Not you know. Listen. Right now, I'm excited. I'm enjoying the season. I mean, I know we're one in seven, and I know that's awful. But still, I'm enjoying the construction of the roster. I'm enjoying watching a coaching staff starting to uh, actually ascend. Yeah. Figure some yes. things out. Yep. Absolutely. yeah yeah so to Agreed. me it's a lot of fun and and it we're is. not good and i get it and sunday's not quite so much fun but i'm good with it right now i really am i'm i like what's happening yep i don't want to sound like everything's awful because it's not i think i think uh, I, I have a good feeling about this coaching staff i hope i'm right maybe right. i won't be yeah uh you know because the, the the proof is in the results but we'll see
2: I'm on the same page with you, Mike. I'm excited about it. And, you know, I was excited about the signing of Fitzpatrick. I was so looking forward to seeing him throwing the football all over the place. And and now we're seeing that. You know, I like like what he brings to the table. I mean, we haven't seen good quarterback play for many a year now.
0: All right. I got a question um, for you, Lewis. Sure, good. Were you excited about the Drake trade? Um, we forgot to bring that up Monday, and I, I you know, I didn't want to because I wanted Jim to get his two cents in. So,
2: <laughs> you know what, Mike? Um, am I excited? Was I? Of course not, because I, I, I not. truly, I truly, I truly liked the guy. I felt that he had a lot of potential, and. As I'm watching that game the other night, I'm like,
0: of course. Just, yeah, right. I mean,
2: I'm just steamed. That's
0: tech, textbook Dolphins, isn't
2: it? Yep. This is exactly what I envisioned him being used as. And here he is. He's in their camp, what, two, three days? And they've got him on the football field doing things that we haven't done over the last two seasons through two coaching regimes. Now, I do trust his coaching staff. And, you know... I just, as I'm watching him being productive over and over again, and he's touching the ball 30 times, which is another thing. Oh, can he, does he have the endurance? Can he, can he take, you know,
0: can he do it for a season Then, well? Yes. And and we have
2: to see that going forward, but in the game the other night, he proved that he can do it and he can be productive in both the passing and running game. I mean, they targeted him a bunch of times. So, um, no, I wasn't happy about the trade, Mike. And then as I'm watching him being productive, I was even less happy. But yeah. it is what it is. I mean, I'm happy for him. You know, maybe he's going to excel. Yeah, there. I, was
0: happy. I was happy for him, too. It's good to see him get the opportunity. The question is, will they keep using him that much once the other players are healthy again?
2: Right, exactly, because they have two other good running yep. backs. So we'll yep. see.
0: You know what the biggest thing I noticed
1: about that whole deal? You know, I, I was okay with the trade because it seemed to me that for whatever reason he didn't ship its course he didn't fit the program for whatever reason right but i watched that game and the first friggin thing they did was get him the ball in space yes and i'm like well you know that's exactly what the dolphins had not been doing and exactly i that was that was kind of a head scratcher for me and i'm like you know well that's, you
0: know how you create space right you block people
1: yeah, but it's it's more than that, too. It's you know, a concept, they, Mike, is yeah, what it, i saying.
2: mean, saying. It's, it's the concept of getting him isolated, which is what we've talked about over and over again.
0: No, 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 no. But my point is, to, to run a play where you're creating space, you have to execute. Not just the running back, right? If it's just the quarterback and the running back, it's probably not going to work. Yeah, that's true. You need people to pull out and do what they need to do to, to create that space. And I think that's really what our problem is a lot of the time. We're not, we're not executing on the second level. And right, we're not but doing those type of things as well as some of these other teams do them.
2: But what Jim is saying, I think, is that we didn't see the opportunities Correct. in those situations. We just didn't see enough of it. We saw Balage starting the season in, in certain situations. And then, of course, Walton came in. And Jim, you know, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that The Dolphin coaching staff and and the organization knew that he wasn't coming back. And once uh, Drake's agents didn't return phone calls, they were like, well, you know what? We've we've got to put somebody else in the mix here. This is kind of a, let's see. If
0: if he's not going to be here, then we need to evaluate these other
2: guys. Exactly. So I think at that point that had a lot to do with the fact that we just, you know, we weren't using him, and Walton started to play more than Drake because the writing was on the wall at that point. Yeah. But uh, th- there's no question. The guy has talent. I mean, I never had a question, you know, in my mind that he did. And, uh, you know, I think going forward, you're going to see a lot of the same out of him. So it is what it is. You know, we got to move on from it.
0: That's for sure. All right. Well, you know, like you said, it is what it is. They've they've got to construct their roster how they want it constructed. I think it's pretty obvious he no longer wanted to be here because he didn't feel he was being used the way he wanted to be used. Exactly. And uh, that happens. Well, you know, we saw it happen with uh, Fitzpatrick on defense, and, you know, we saw it happen on offense with him. So, you know, you got to weed these guys out and, and, you know, rebuild the foundation. So that's what we're doing. All right. Anything else you guys want to add tonight? I'm good. I think think that that about wraps it up. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: And we'll be back uh, Monday after the cold game. Fins up.
2: Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. Let's get another win here.
0: All right. So that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.